Hey, good morning to you. It's a, a beautiful Thursday morning. It's about 57 degrees, a cool 57 degrees. And guess what? In just a few hours, uh, on April 29th, it will go from 57 degrees to 91 degrees. Uh, Mesa, Arizona. So enjoy the cool 57. Uh, this is walk and talk number 55. I'm going to focus on a couple of verses in 1 John. Uh, basically, uh, the message is don't believe everything you hear. Another way to say it is test what people say. Test what people say. It seems like truth is uh, constantly changing. And even someone's word, someone's, uh, what someone has to say, it's almost like people leave out facts. They leave out uh, details and they spin it. Call it a political spin or call it suppressing the truth. But let me just encourage you to, to test what people say. Don't believe everything you hear. Uh, this applies every day. This applies in your family, with your friends, what you hear on news, what you read, when you pick up a book and read it. Examine, evaluate, discern. Don't just accept what someone says that they're representing the truth. So we're in 1 John chapter 4, verses 1 to 6, and here's what 1 John chapter 4, verse 1 says, Beloved, do not believe every spirit, or do not believe every person, but test the spirits, test people, to see whether they are from God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. What you have here is a basic uh, worldview of evaluation. A lot of us evaluate, but we take a lot for granted. So we have our own built-in biases, or we have our own built-in presuppositions, uh, beginning points in a discussion. Or we are downright, at times, we can lie. We can be liars. So I like to just to remind you that little word beloved. Beloved, do not believe every spirit. Uh, do not believe every person. Beloved is a reference to the writer, John, calling the Christian beloved. If you're a believer in Jesus Christ, Remind yourself every day, God loves you. Beloved, that's, a, that's a, a term of endearment, affection, for God so loved the world. God specifically sent Jesus to love you. You are beloved. Uh, 
recently, I think it was yesterday, I had a, a special talk with a young couple and they just felt uh, rejection, uh, rejection from their parents, rejection from friends, rejection from uh, Christians. And as I talked with them and peeled back the onions, they had this presupposition. They weren't lovable. They were odd. They were different. Let me just remind you, if you believe in Jesus Christ, that he died on the cross, sent by God, crucified, buried in resurrection, resurrected, listen, if you believe that, you're beloved. So start every day understanding uh, you may feel awkward, you may feel rejected, or people may outright reject you, but you got to start with the right spot in your thinking. And the writer, John, is saying, when you start examining and testing the spirits, make sure you start with the understanding that you are loved by God. And then this little statement, do not believe every spirit. Do not believe every person, but tests. That idea in the Greek test is to evaluate, it is to examine. Test the spirits to see where they are, whether they are from God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. Now we know this, right? We know that not everybody is going to speak the truth that God has given us in the Bible, that there are false teachers, false meaning they lie against the truth, they suppress the truth, and so you're supposed to test. So when someone's talking to you, you should engage in what they are saying. By that I mean test, examine. Now, remember, don't believe everything people say. So look at verse 2. By this you know the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God. So the first thing, the first metric for testing, for examining what people say is, does this person confess? Jesus Christ has come in the flesh from God. So friends, if you're talking to someone, are they willing right off the bat to talk about Jesus? So if they're not interested in talking about Jesus and they want to gossip about so-and-so, or they're mad at so-and-so, why won't they talk about Jesus? Look at what this verse is saying. It says, test what people says. And then verse 2 says, by this you know that the Spirit of God, every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God. I'll submit to you that what John is saying is there's a whole lot of talking about lies. There's a whole lot of talking 
about slander. There's a whole lot of talking about falsehoods. But there's not a lot of talking about confessing that Jesus came in the flesh and that Jesus is from God. So right, right here it should say to you real quick, hey, if, if I'm talking to someone and they're not interested in talking about Jesus coming from God, Jesus came from God, he comes in the flesh, he lives on earth for 30 years, he's crucified, he's buried, he's resurrected. If the person you're talking to, that could be your spouse, that could be your children, that could be grandkids, that could be your neighbor, that could be quote unquote other Christians, it could be co-workers. If, if people don't want to have a, a joyful conversation about the deity of Jesus Christ, you got to realize you're probably talking to someone that doesn't believe in Jesus. They have, they have external and internal motives. They're lying against the truth. They're trying to promote falsehoods. So the writer goes on to say, in every spirit that does, verse three, first John four, three, every spirit that does not confess Jesus, that does not confess Jesus is not from God. This is the spirit of Antichrist, which you have heard is coming and is now, now is already in the world. So when I say test what people say, I'm saying if someone is not going to talk about Jesus, that he came from God, that's a big red flag. In your conversations, as you read books, as you're on the internet, there should be a filter. You should say, this person doesn't want to talk about Jesus and the fact that Jesus came from God. That should be a major metric for examining what people are saying. Do you see the, how this changes everything? See, you have a worldview. You're looking at life. Do you start with Jesus came from God? Or do you start with, oh, whatever I feel like saying? Or the other person, well, let's just gossip. Let's just spin it. Let's just change the truth. See, that's what politicians do. That's what uh, the cancel culture does. That's what people who do not sincerely wanna talk about Jesus that's what they do. They modify the truth. Just watch how definitions are changed. Watch how what was important 10 years ago is, is seen as wicked today. What was right 20 years ago is seen as wrong today. You see, every human being needs an anchor, a plumb line. Every human being needs a, a spot where they begin to determine what is right and what is wrong. What is the truth? I'm saying to you, if you will test what people say using the one metric, 
are they willing to talk about Jesus? Right now, are they willing to acknowledge that Jesus came from God? If they won't, it's a red flag. And it's probably even worse than that. And that simply is that literally uh, you have John saying that person is the spirit of the Antichrist. Friends, the word Antichrist in the Bible is about as wicked as it gets. So if you're talking to people and they don't want to talk about Jesus, they don't want to talk about his mission, they don't want to talk about his life, his values. You need to realize you're not dialoguing with the truth. You're dialoguing with someone that has bought into the worldview of a lie. That's what the Antichrist is. The Antichrist, Jesus is truth. The Antichrist is against truth. The Antichrist is set out to destroy anything that Jesus represents. Now, let me read to you verse 3 again. Every spirit that does not confess Jesus is not from God. This is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you have heard is coming and now is already in the world. It doesn't take anybody very long to look around and see the lies that people so quickly give. It can be a casual conversation. It can be social media. Lying against truth. Doesn't even have to be about Jesus. People have a horrible habit, purposeful, intentional, malicious, to distort the truth. You have to recognize that someone who's gonna name the name of Jesus and they're willing to talk about Jesus probably you're gonna have more in common in that conversation than someone who's not that's not to say that a believer a Christian is a hundred percent trustworthy I'm not suggesting that I'm simply saying that in a conversation people who want to talk about Jesus, who came from God, are probably closer to the truth than those who don't want to talk about Jesus, who came from God. This is the verse 4. John says in verse 4, You are from God, little children, and have overcome them because... Greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. So verse 4 is saying, if you are a believer, a genuine believer in Jesus Christ, he came from God, sent by God, he is God, lived on earth 30 years, crucified, buried, resurrected. I believe he's my savior. The writer is saying, you're a child of God. 
the writer is saying, greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. Now, he who is in you, he is capital H. He, Jesus, is in you, is greater than he, little h, verse 4, who's in the world. Now, who is the, who's the second he in verse 4? Well, that would be a broad reference to the Antichrist. That would be a specific reference to false prophets or false whatever. Some would say that's a clear reference to Satan. Let me reread verse 4. So, don't believe everything you hear. Test what people say. Verse 4 says, you are from God. Little children, you're part of the family of God. You are from God, little children, and have overcome them. Overcome them. Who's overcoming? Overcoming what? Who? Overcoming the false prophets. You overcome liars by simply asking them, let's talk about Jesus. Let's have a conversation. Let's have a dialogue around Jesus came from God, sent by God. He is God himself. And let's see if people want to talk about that. I find it interesting. So many people don't want to talk about Jesus. They don't, know, they don't want to talk about Jesus as God. They don't want to talk about Jesus, the gospel he brings, the Beatitudes. They don't want to talk about his death on the cross to atone for sin, your sin, my sin. Look, at, here's verse 5. They, these false, these liars, these false prophets, they are from the world. Therefore they speak as from the world, and the world listens to them. Have you noticed sometimes in talking to Christians, have you noticed that it's hard to tell they're Christians? Have you noticed how easy it is for some Christians to lie? We kind of expect non-Christians to lie, don't we? But we don't expect Christians to lie. We don't expect Christians to slander, to gossip, to betray. But what the text is simply saying is, here's another suggestion for testing what people say. If, if they sound like the world, and if the world is listening to them, the world being people who don't believe in Jesus, then you know that your beginning point is not the same. You know as you're talking with that individual, hey, something is really off here. This person doesn't buy into the gospel of Jesus Christ, the deity of Jesus Christ. Here's verse 6. The writer says, we are from God. The one who knows God listens to us. The one who is not from God does not listen to us. By this we know the spirit of truth and the truth of error. So, 
what the writer is saying, Roger. As you live day to day, hour by hour, don't believe everything you hear. And when people are talking or when you're reading something, there's truth and there's error. Their truth comes from God. Jesus is truth. Jesus is God. On the opposite, by contrast, is error, antichrist, false prophets. You have people who are anti-Jesus. If you're having a dialogue with people and you discover they don't want to talk about Jesus, whether they be Christians or not, it's a red flag. I would try to challenge everyone to look for this metric. If people are, are not emphasizing Jesus, the God, Jesus deity, if they're not wanting to talk about the gospel, the life of Jesus, then you know you're, you're not on the same page with that person. Now, you can try to evangelize, but don't let them uh, somehow or another lead you away from God. It's so easy for people to get caught in the trap of deception. I notice that as I talk with people, self-deception, we got our own blind spots. We begin to doubt. No, Jesus didn't come from God. No, Jesus is not God. I mean, the Bible, how can you believe the Bible? See, what John is trying to teach the believers in John chapter 4 is that there are liars among us. There are cheaters among us. There are truth deniers in our midst, whether that be in our Christian circle, or it could be our family, or it could be at work. And you need to be prepared to identify those who want to talk about Jesus and those who don't want to talk about Jesus. What they want to do is undermine Jesus. They want to somehow uh, destroy the values of Jesus. They want to deny his deity. They want to deny his humanity. Theologians call it the hypostatic union. They want to deny his kenosis, his, his capacity to voluntarily not use his deity as he lived his life as a, as a human. See, the, the writer here in 1 John 4 is saying, come on, beloved, every Christian, do not believe everything you hear. Test, examine what people say. See, a lot of us are just walking around engaging in gossip, engaging in slander, suppressing the truth, exchanging the truth for a lie. And there's something beautiful about centering on Jesus. There's something 
miraculous when you begin with Jesus sent by God, loved the world, left heaven, crucified, buried and resurrected, died for my sins. When that is the center of the conversation, when you know that that person genuinely believes that, the gossip drops off. The slander disappears. Humility sets in. Honesty surfaces. Repentance, transparency begins to show. Don't get caught up in the world's conversation and buy in to the Antichrist, the lie, the false prophets. What the writer is trying to do is saying to every Christian, wake up, don't believe everything you hear. Test what people say. This is a truth 2,000 years ago. 1 John chapter 4, 1 to 6, that everybody needs today. Friends, if your plumb line, if your life is crooked, if you've become a cheater, a liar, a false prophet, if you are caught up in the sinfulness, the wickedness, the deception of the world, you're caught up in politics to the point that you don't want to talk about Jesus, you just want to talk about politics. Or you don't want to talk about Jesus, you just want to talk about sports. Or you don't want to talk about Jesus, you just want to talk about anything but Jesus. Let that be a signal. Be careful. Now move towards speaking the truth in love to that person. Now bring the conversation back to Jesus and ask permission. Hey, can we, can we talk about Jesus? Can we not talk about the slander, the lie? Can we not talk about politics? Can we not talk about the Oscars, can we not talk about, can we just talk for a few minutes about Jesus? And you watch the spirit in you, and if they're a believer, you watch how God works to melt the heart. Remember, if you sincerely believe in Jesus, you're beloved, you're loved. Yesterday, Someone made the statement to me, I'm gonna stop fighting God. I need to start submitting. This was someone in their early 20s. I'm gonna stop doing it my way. I'm gonna submit to God. Listen, I have to submit to God every day. You have to too, because if you don't, you're gonna to submit to a lie. You're gonna to submit to error. 
you're going to be down in the gutter, in the sewer, before you know it. So don't believe everything you hear. Test what people say and make sure you're back clearly at the right starting point. Your presupposition should always be, let's talk about Jesus. He was sent by God. Let's talk about the gospel. Let's talk about the values of Jesus. Let's not get caught up in the world's conversations and exchange the truth for a lie. Hey, you're invited uh, this coming Saturday at 10 a.m. for the Intersect Worship Service. You can go on Facebook, uh, FBC Facebook page, and pull that up at 10 a.m. You can go on the church website. By the way, we, we have a new website. Uh, just created it, just launched it, I think, last night. We've got a new logo. Uh, a lot of exciting things. Uh, you probably have heard we have a new church plant we're working on. Lots of good things. Uh, lift up Jesus. Lift up Jesus. Uh, Sunday at 9.30 and 11 on campus worship or you can worship online. Sunday night is uh, on campus worship at 6 p.m. Uh, or um, online. Remember, God loves you. You're valued. You're Imago Dei. God made you. Walk in the truth. How do you do that? You start every day, every conversation, at least in your heart, thinking about Jesus came from God. And if people don't want to talk about Jesus as God, Jesus as gospel, Jesus as Calvary, Jesus as forgiver, let it be a red flag. Test what people say. You have a great day. I look forward to uh, walk and talk number 56 next Thursday. Blessings on you.